So what is the difference between rap and hip hop? It's simple. It's like the difference between saying you love somebody and being in love with somebody. This week, brown sugar. Congratulations. I think you got another hit on your hands. Oh, yeah. I met this girl when I was 10 years old. And what I love most, she has so much soul. <laughs> that song reminded me of us. Uh, yeah. I remember the exact day I met Dre and fell in love with the music. Oh, look, y'all, look what they doing over there. And as we grew up, the music grew with us. Let me guess, newlyweds, right? Police, we are just friends. Police. Why you have to say it like that? Dre was going his direction. I want to show you something. Oh my God. Sydney was going her. Dre, man, cook for me. Did you actually see him cook for you? No. He's running game on you, and his game worked. That's good cop. Let's have sex now. Let's. Me and Dre have been through a lot together, so yes, I love him as a friend. Maybe the fact that you're that close bothers me. We've been through everything together. You never thought about hooking up. You get the best of both worlds. You get the buddy and the boo. <laughs> remember that feeling? It was so real. If we look back, maybe you can find that thing that we both know is missing. Just happened was the most amazing five minutes I've ever had in my life. Ten minutes. Seven. Nine. Okay, eight. Whatever. Don't punk out. Like I didn't punk out with Sydney. She did. All I did was respect her wishes. Sound like some punk logic right there, man. Are you sure you want to do this tomorrow? Yeah. I want to marry um. Reese. Yeah. I want to marry Reese. I got two words for the world. Be prepared. I got three words for your girl. Don't, Don't be scared. Acts with a real hip hop. So Tay Diggs, Sanai Lathan, Most Def, Nicole Ari Parker, Boris Kojo, and Queen Latifah. That's your oh, man. Friends, shut up. Say something then. Shh. Brown sugar. What type am I? You brown sugar. Now you could probably be in a video. Do this. Season of Black Love. Oh my God, it's it's winding down. It's winding down. We have we have finally got we're winding it all down, guys. Um, my name is Cole Jackson, and I'm with the greatest co-host of all, my best friend, my homie, Mr. Rain Coleman. What's up, man? You know what I'm saying? You you're too kind, brother. You're too kind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit, shit, shit be, shit be, shit, shit gon' shit. But you, nigga, you gon' shine. There you go. Every nigga's a star. Every nigga, Every is, nigga a star. is a star. So, 
Yikes. Before we get into this, I always got a story. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a Heathcliff Huxtable on the Kaiser show. <laughs> <laughs> um, originally, we were supposed to do Love Come Down for this episode with me and Rain. And I told Rain, I said, man, every time I start this movie, I can't finish it. I can't get through it. This is really fucking with me. I just can't do it. <laughs> so... <laughs> so we decided to uh we 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 made a quick audible and we decided to say, you know what, let's do something, let's do something else. Let's do uh and we had a couple we had a couple of movies in mind and we mm-hmm. kind of went back and forth. We had a but we we decided to save some of those movies for another season. So there you go. Uh if you guys listen to us enough, we'll have another season and we watch this. And then we was like, you know what? Why don't we do brown sugar? Nobody talks about brown sugar enough. We don't have we don't have a, a brown sugar stand account or nothing like that. So why don't we uh, why don't we get into brown sugar? So this week we are doing brown sugar, the 2002 hit starring Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan. Before we get into another, before we get into the to the podcast, do you know what the top grossing movie in 2002 was? Rain. Um, shit, I don't know. Two thousand two. Eh, let me see. I'm, let, let me see if I can do the math. Twenty two thousand two. I know Destiny Child had Bootylicious the summer of two thousand three. I want to say Austin Powers was around that two thousand two two thousand three time. Mm. I'm gonna go with. Mm, give me a hint. It was it was a kids movie. Was an adult movie. It was an adult movie. Mm, I want to go with Austin Powers, but when did Beyonce? Shit, nigga, I don't know. I'm going to just go with Austin Powers. So, here we go. Watch this. Tying everything together in a nice little bow. In 2002, the top grossing movie was Spider-Man. Oh, I was thinking. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that makes sense. That and makes a lot cur- of sense. Currently, as we record this, the top grossing movie right now is Spider-Man No Way Home. See how everything mm. is full circle? Okay. Okay, nigga. You did that. <laughs> Niggas did that. Niggas did that. Niggas did that. <sighs> Brown Sugar, the 2002 movie, was directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Yep. I'm, I am completely messing up his name. I tried to find him where it was, so it's Famuyiwa. That's what I'm going with. Now, let's go over a little bit of history with this man and what he's directed. Check this out. 1999, he directed The Wood. 2002, okay. he directed Brown Sugar. 2010, he directed Family Wedding. 2015, he did Dope. Uh, and then, Ooh. can you guess the latest thing that he has directed? I'm, we we playing quiz show today. Mm. What can you tell me that he has, he has recently directed? You heard the list. When you say recent, do you mean like in the last two, three in, years? In the last like, year or two, yes. Okay, so you said The Wood. Brown Sugar, Our Family Wedding, okay, which is which dope. is a which is a black movie, Dope, yeah. uh, in 2015, which was a really good movie. Mm, Tw- this last year, um, actually, uh, he did the pilot episode of The Shy. Okay, um, what's the nigga? Damn, I don't know. This might not be a good guess. Um, Queen of Slim. Uh mm, Okay, but I feel like this is in that camp. Um. I give you but one more guess. Two years ago, it was in this year, twenty twenty one. It was it was twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Um, damn, it wasn't Moonlight. I feel like that would be in the camp too. Uh, 
shit, nigga. I don't know. He uh, he has directed three episodes of The Mandalorian. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> nigga, that's not you talking about look at the movies like there's some damn through line. Nigga, fuck you. And uh, fuck the Mandalorian. And fuck uh Kimu Sabe. Big big directing this is Habe. Fuck that nigga too. Shit. Nah. Oh my damn. god. I had to start it off with some trivia, man. We were getting some movies that ain't got Shit. a lot of trivia, but yeah, he has directed three episodes of The Mandalorian. I bet they suck. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, how you go from doing these movies? What is, I guess it's... Hey, you know where the money is. You know where the money is. Where the money reside, where the money where reside. The money, hey. And that's on Disney had a little Mandalorian, you know? <laughs> Shit, that nigga did what he needed to do. So, Rain, mm-hmm. is, the, is Brown Sugar nope. a classic black movie? No, I think it's on the fringe. Mm-hmm. I think it could be. Um, I think it's not offensive if you include it in your list, but I don't think it is. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're different to me because I am not. This is this is on the outskirts of our 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 black renaissance of movies. Mm-hmm. You could pretty much tell we was coming to the end of like the great stuff that we were doing in the '90s when we get to to this movie. Man, this movie stiff as hell. It's oh, stiff wow. as hell, uh, man. For me, the movie's kind of stiff. Horrible casting. This is mm. this is probably one of the most worst casted movies I've ever seen in my life. You will mm. see when we get to recasting. I I just didn't. Maybe I just didn't feel the same way when I. But then again, I kind of understand why people don't really talk about this movie like the like a lot of the, like the best man and. Oh, yeah. And the wood and all this other stuff. This movie is stiff. I really just personally, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no way that Tate Diggs is not like this should be starring in this movie. I'm sorry. It yeah. just they're very stiff, and it's just like it don't work for me. It don't work for me, man. It mm, don't. Okay. Um, they do have chemistry as a couple, but I mean, they did thirty thousand movies together. <laughs> yeah. You would. They they have chemistry as a couple in this movie, but I think it's everything. I think the writing's just bad. Yeah, it is, and I'll 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 tell you why. Um, this movie would be great without the backdrop of hip hop. Thank you. If you remove that. This is an excellent movie, <sighs> but the hip hop element for these two, mm-hmm. it works. For as long as the audience is white and young, um, I, yeah, I know. I think the hip hop element is good, but I felt I feel like this is it was unnecessary for this movie. You could have, and you honestly could have taken a more neo soul route and made it even better mm-hmm. if it was and not to say that hip-hop isn't deserving of a movie like this but i think with neo soul it is a offshoot of hip-hop mm-hmm. where a lot of people do not that's so even i think even now if you're not a child of the 90s uh 80s baby child of the 90s you don't really understand neo soul mm-hmm. and if you had a did the exact same thing you did with hip hop, but with Neo Soul, I think it would have even made for a better movie because yeah. the, the hip hop part was in there too much, but not enough. It like, didn't. 
for the characters who were playing the roles, it didn't make sense for that to be the backdrop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, real quick, before we get into that, now the de- director, he also, he was a co-writer on the movie, but another guy who, the the other writer of this movie was uh, Michael Elliott. Now, let me tell you what movies he wrote, and then you kind of, and then this it'll kind of make sense. So he was a writer on Karma, Carmen the Hip Hop Hip Okay. Like Mike. Yeah. Uh he did Like Mike too. With Bow Wow and Okay. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. did Just Right. And he did the mm. Aaliyah Princess the Princess of R and B movie. With, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> the, the, lifetime. the Lifetime movie with he, he co wrote he, he co wrote that. Oh, buddy, this movie was doomed from the start. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Fuck, you know what? Actually, let's do Love Come Down instead. Just, just retitle this episode. When did you fall in love with Hip Hop Come Down? Like, what the fuck, nigga? No. Who, who put the... You know what? Somebody white was like, hey, we got to check. Make us a hip hop movie. And they were like... Oh, okay, when we boss. get to movie nerd knowledge, you're going to understand a whole lot more than two. Ugh. Um... Trash. Well, okay. Did you? I mean, did you like the? What did you think? I'm I'm saying the no, movie still. I did like it. No, no, I did. Like I watched it as a kid, and that's another thing. There's there's two things that makes me like this movie. It's the nostalgia, um, because this is another movie that we had on those VHS, those bootleg VHSs, mm-hmm. as well as the actual DVD. And it's also Nicole Ari Parker and um Boris Kojo. Boris Kojo, and not because they were great, but because I know that they're together. And watching them, I like seeing people. Um, who are together play, you know, in, in stuff together where they're not always the love interest. Um, that may seem silly, but that is interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the movie. It's something I could just throw on when I'm, you know, doing laundry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is good. I, 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 music I don't is great. Think you can say the music is, is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are pieces of the story that I enjoy, but it also kind of coupled in with the nostalgia, the fact that this movie came out around a time where we had back-to-back black movies. Yeah. But they seem to have some of the same five to seven people in every one. And so this is one that I could not, I can watch and not be offended. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it is. It isn't like the movie quality is so great because this movie, even when it comes to hip hop, it sucks. How the fuck do you have a whole opening with like 30 niggas and no women? There were no female hip hop artists that you could put an interview for the You got one. Three seconds. Queen Latifah. Who was an actress in the. She didn't even play her damn self, nigga. Fuck you. Like, no. She was, I, this, she was playing Ray G. Right, for sure. Everybody for sure. in this movie was playing another character than who they were supposed to play in this movie. Because <laughs> Sanaa was definitely still in Love and Basketball. Yes, Sanaa was in Love and Basketball. Tay Diggs was a best man. Yes. Boris Kojo was in whatever he was in. Nicole Ivory mm-hmm. Parker had no idea what this movie was. The only people who I could, the only people who I loved in this movie, to be honest with you, was was um, my, most deaf because I think mm-hmm. he did a really good he job. Did, no, no, he did, yep, yep. And Queen Latifah plays the best friend really good. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the cousin, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the, you know. Mm-hmm. No, um, you're right. This should have been their movie. Shit, <laughs> what the fuck, nigga? This was so dumb. 
it's like they took a it's like we need to find out who's the most attractive people in black hollywood right now who we can put in here and it don't seem weird but it just seems weird. like tay diggs is so not hip-hop it's ridiculous like tay diggs is not really hip-hop and then it's just like nigga you you <laughs> you the character from the wood <laughs> like this and, is uh, and um Best man, yeah, Best man the same person. Yeah. You just like you. Uh, the casting on the of this movie was very bad and mm-hmm. terrible. It, but again, it really does feel like a lot of these people are coming from off of you know we're going into we're new millennium. You know what I'm saying? Like the new millennium, we're leaving or we're starting to decline from the renaissance that was the 90s in black movies, like. People can say what they want to, but if you look back at black black movies in the nineties, mm-hmm. that was our renaissance. To me, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it feels like this was the decline because Sanaa had been in so many movies and Tay Diggs had been in the, in so many different things before mm-hmm. this in the nineties. And once we get here, it's kind of it's just awkward. It's awkward and weird, and it just don't it don't work for me. I think we're still in that renaissance. I just think it has morphed because now you're getting in the 2000s movies and shows of like wealthy black people. You're getting stuff like Girlfriends, Half and Half. Mm -hmm. You're getting uh, Tuka Play That Game. You're getting stuff where black people are just being. And it's not a whole lot of trauma. I mean, there is some trauma stuff, but it's just look at these beautiful black people doing that beautiful black thing and being wealthy, middle class, upper middle class or whatever. So I don't think, I don't think it was a decline. I think it was a shift in what it meant to be black and on TV. So you still had your tokenisms and stuff, but I think this is this era of movies and TV is the baby or the kid brother sister of the 90s and so even if like if you don't like it you don't like it i'm not right. saying you can't not like it but i don't think that this is necessarily a decline now if your personal opinion sure but when we're looking at blacks in movies mm-hmm. and you see sonale and tay diggs in like this 40 movies and you see this slight variation of the cast I think it's just like this is the popular Hollywood elite. These are who they're allowing to be in these spaces. And then you have now birthed from the 90s plus, okay, the 90s where it's like we're getting the status is very black pride, 80s going into 90s with stuff like, I'll just say school days, just like, you know, this black excellence, black stories, crime, drugs, and all that. Then you get more into this, um, space where it's like now just look at us doing shit and just being you know and then you have the children who are our age Mm -hmm. of this renaissance and this kind of now look at the status quo who go into the digital space and now create shit like insecure so i don't think it was a decline i think it is kind of a bridge between the 90s and what we have now because i can see direct through line from like I don't know, School Days, uh, Different World, Martin Living Single, mm-hmm. um, uh, fucking Brown Sugar, and Insecure, and even Abbott Elementary. Like, I can see, or at least pull out pieces where I think, like, 
don't know. I just I don't think it's a decline, but I don't think it was all necessarily good. Okay, I'm gonna read some movies. These are these are movies that black movies rank rank black brown sugar with the movies I'm about. These are 2002. These are few. These are few that I found, and I want you to see where it ranks. So these these all came out of 2002. So just bear with me. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) And I want you to see if it's if this is quality or not compared to to what what came out. Antoine Fisher. That came out in 2002. All About the Benjamins. Friday After Next. John Q. Okay. Oh, Drumline. Okay. One, Drumline One. Yes, first Drumline. Yeah, okay. Paid okay. in Full. Mm-hmm. Barbershop. All of those mm. came out in 2002. And then you got Brown Sugar just sitting here. I don't know, cause I I got barbershop at the top of not top but higher up, um, paid in full higher up. Um, oh, see, the only thing for me is that Brown Sugar feels more like a TV show than a movie. Mm. So I I get what you're saying, now, and I do understand that I don't think Brown Sugar will rank as high, but this feels like a long pilot to me. But yeah, in that list that you gave, I, I'm even putting Drumline over this. Um, I love Drumline, and this came out late. Yeah. This came out October 11, 2002. It came out late, late 2002. Mm-hmm. But still, man, yeah, it's just I don't know. People, I'm not feeling no. Well, firing squad, get ready. Nicole Irie Park is not a good actress to me. Mm-mm, She's just not. So. She's just She's not. Pretty. That's what it is. I mean, she really Ooh, pretty in this too. Like okay. she ain't really that. Okay, okay. She pretty me... for Boris. Okay, let me say this. I don't find her attractive. Um, she's thin and light skinned. She is an attractive woman. She's not aesthetically appealing to me. Um, but I could see where someone could find her attractive. Um, I mean, she was supposed to be a lawyer, and her lawyer, like, she didn't even play that up, none. Like, she didn't really seem like a lawyer. But it, but it ain't even, it's not her. It's this damn movie. It's the director. Yeah. I mean, but whatever. You know, we're in the world of the movie. But yeah, this movie dropped the ball in a lot of places. And I think with her, it really did drop because there was a very easy way to instead she could have been the antithesis ooh, I can't say that word antithesis. right she could have, yep that of hip hop like she could have been that black girl who was white from the suburbs and oh I just don't care about hip hop they could have played her up as more of a villain mm-hmm. when I don't think she was so focus on like we had our little best friend there, like at the 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 bridal shower and whatnot, and that was cool. But I didn't like. Why would I care about her? Why why do I why do I give a damn about this character? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of time was wasted that could have been put into her, and so that as the audience, like saying that she he why did he marry her over Sanaa? I they didn't have great chemistry to me, but Mm-mm. just looking at the talking wait, you talking about Sanaa and, and Tay Diggs, or you talking about Tay no, Diggs, no, no, Diggs and, and uh, Nicole? Or I should say Dre. We gotta call him by that. Dre, Dre and Reese. Reese. I I felt like to play her up as oh the one he chose. They didn't do a good job. It was like horrible. Why, you know, 
let her be into hip hop or let her be so far removed from hip hop that it's like, man, I've been in hip hop my whole life. She's something different. You know, like they didn't, again, you can remove hip hop and this is the same movie. Mm-hmm. It'll just be a romantic comedy with, with uh, a great soundtrack. Yeah. And, and you can just change it to hip hop to I'm, I want an A&R job, but I didn't go to school. I went to school to be a lawyer like my parents, and that's how I fell in love with Reese. But now I want to do A&R. Like you, that, that's literally all it needs. So most deaf storyline can stay the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. <laughs> this was not. This was not. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because the, the movie actually makes it is very established when once we get to the adult part of the, their life, like probably about 20 minutes into the movies, it's like, oh, even probably when I first seen it, I was like, they're going to be together. But yeah. and everybody's just casualties, like like everybody like Kelby's a casualty. Reese is a casualty. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's pretty much casualties in this movie. Mm-hmm. And we just shifting through a lot of BS just to get to yep. the end game, which is I love you and I love you too, baby. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she calls him baby all the time. That was the which first thing that you hear. But like, why is she? Well, calling, why did? Why they ain't got no stupid nickname? Like so Mookie. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of I think at at um at that point in time I'm thinking that that was New York slang that they was trying to use because they're from New York. And it's like, no, nah, baby, it's me, baby. You know, like well, she didn't pull it off, and he didn't say it at all. Why did they have to be? I mean, I really wish this didn't have the backdrop of hip hop because, of course, they had to put it at the birth of hip hop, which is New York. They they are horrible New Yorkers, by the way, like horrible mm. New Yorkers. So their whole New York thing kind of falls to the wayside. Like, I yeah, the, one of the first things she she calls him is baby. Yeah, baby. And it's just like I'm thinking, yo, they're taking basically taking slang from hip hop culture and trying to work that in so it has a double entendre or whatever. But nope. It, didn't do a good I was job. like I was like, she is fucking she's clearly fucking him. <laughs> she is clearly having sex with this man. Um how did you feel? <laughs> How did you feel about the um, the wedding scene? Where that was annoying. I was more irritated. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't even like comic, comically funny. I was irritated. I was like, what? <laughs> My issue was okay. I get the cousins like, oh, that's your man, whatever. But they're literally walking down the aisle, and I felt like you're really setting Sydney up to be the bad guy because even though. They didn't object. When you had a wedding and the pastor said, does anybody object why they should not be married? Unless you are going to go all full Dwayne in a different world, you don't say nothing. Mm-mm. So that coughing and whatever they did, you know, and having to even look at her, mm-hmm. I think set her up to be the villain. And it's like, you're disrespectful as fuck. Like, if you're not going to fight for this nigga for real, yeah. After you had 30 plus years, Why are you there? this doesn't make you come off looking like a good person. Mm-mm. Also, this is your best friend's wedding day. How are you not, how do we not open this movie with her annoyed because her and Reese, how are y'all just meeting at this party? Was she, like, okay, no- so you have to look at it from this point to standpoint, I was the same way. But you have to think, she was in L.A. She was writing for L.A. Times beforehand. She hadn't been back to New York in a while, so... 
She he's she's only heard of I told you writing shit. But you ain't even <laughs> talked to this girl. There's no way. There's no way this is your best friend from childhood. And you ain't even like had because co- it was like, oh, I heard a lot about you. Heard a lot about you. This so in a throwaway line, let me just I'm I, I hate that I'm lowering up for this movie. In the throwaway oh, line, oh, you find out <laughs> you find out that Tay Diggs has only been with Reese for, for a few months, months. For some yeah. months. So But it doesn't to me, that's no excuse. If I'm planning to marry somebody and I've only known you for four months, my best friend, sexual chemistry or not, should fucking know who this person is. Right. Like, to be the, to the degree of best friends that they are. Right. Nah. This is weird. She live in L.A. How, how is that supposed to happen that they live in L.A.? Jones, there's no way to call New York from L.A. There's no way. But you can write an article in the magazine and nigga pick it up every day for two years. But the phones, that's out of the question. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's dumb. This might be nitpicky when I say this. So but the wedding the wedding scene is bad because you literally two rows away from where they are, so how can they not hear how can how can not how how can Reese not hear everything y'all talking about? Y'all two rows back. A little bit. Did you feel anything? It was a mistake. The mistake, my ass. Marry your man. Dwayne is not my man. He's my friend. That's it. In the discussion period. Ladies and gentlemen, please be seated. As your lawfully wedded husband, for richer or poorer, till death do you part. I do. And do you, Andre Romulus Ellis, take Reese Marie Wiggum as your lawfully wedded wife, to hold in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, till death do you part. I do. You don't mean that. Say something. If there is anyone here who has just cause why these two should not be lawfully married, let them speak now or forever hold them. Say something. (laughs) By the power vested in me by the state of New York. You're literally right there at the in the beginning of the. You're right there in front of the, the church or whatever. Like she can hear you, fool. And why wasn't oh go ahead no kind of to 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 uh help you we, I can't wait till we had this conversation but to kind of uh agree with you on one of the points you making her look like a, the villain what are you doing yeah, this is stupid also you're my best friend why are you not my best man mm. why was Sydney not the best man mm. or in the the grooms man like if you open this movie. With them preparing <laughs> for the wedding, and she was one of uh, Reese's girls, right? And how uncomfortable she was. To me, that would have made more sense. Like, it's my best friend. I Can I be honest, real her. quick? The, the wedding looked a little chintzy, anyway. 
That way, the budget of this movie was what three hundred dollars. Nigga, they only filmed from that one angle. You know, the rest of that church was empty as fuck. Wasn't no chairs over there. I said, this nah. looks real chintzy, real raggedy. For a lawyer and an and a and R rep at Millennial, who was making good money, I assume. But was he? He was like, yeah, I lost two hundred dollars that night. Well, she you, said you, when they you? when they first met each other, he was trying really hard, so he was buying like expensive drinks to impress her. And I was like, "Well, hey, I mean, well, you, honestly, brother, you could have did way better than what you got. You could have got better than what you did. <sighs> Shit, like, I, there is no way that you can sit at a wedding that close to the bride and the groom mm-hmm. and make the remarks that her and Queen Latifah was making." And not get caught. Like, I'm like, they should be caught by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said, oh, we just kissed. I'm like, is this how his... Who's, whose family is this? Are we, are we sitting on the groom's people's side? Because why the fuck ain't nobody backhand your ass yet? And where was her family? The family that we saw in the bridal shower? Why weren't they at the wedding? Where were they at? The granny, the mama, the best friend. I Man, this was dumb. This movie's hilarious. <laughs> and not for the right reasons. <laughs> Ted Diggs in a turtleneck sweater. That's why I said. Yeah. They clearly they clearly made sure they got as many attractive people as they could in this movie. And I think that was the mm-hmm. detriment to this movie. Because nobody seemed authentic in their love of hip-hop. And nobody seen Like, everybody, it felt... Go say all the ugly people like hip-hop, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Goddamn. <laughs> What I'm saying is everybody was there for a check. Like it yeah. it really felt like this was a cash grab. A really, really good cash. It was like, man, shit. Yeah. All right. I didn't want to do it. But I we have we have to do this. We have to have can we have the Sanaa Lathan conversation, please? Um nepotism. Go. No. Oh. No. <laughs> You cannot be best friends with Sanaa Lathan in a movie because she is going to take your man. It oh. it seems to happen a lot. Yeah, Tyra know what's up. Like, <laughs> shout out Tyra Banks. Mm. This whole, f- to me, and we're watching it now with these eyes. Yeah. I was like, oh, you said this whole thing up just so you could take her man. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I dress like this because it's comfortable. And, and you know, and, and uh, Dre's comfortable around me, and we've been friends, and we've gone through so much, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you kind of willing him in with the bait that you have. It's like he he's comfortable with you, and you can pretty much have him whenever you want him. Cause it ain't well, like I don't know. I got a I got a buck against that. This nigga is an adult with free will, and if you don't love your wife more than you want to fuck your best friend, that ain't got nothing to do with Sanaa. No, because you should be able to set some boundaries as a best friend. Like, hey, you know, now I'm engaged. We might have to move more like we are biological brother and sister because I, you know, some shit might have to change. But so I don't know. I think he's grown. You know, I don't care if Sanaa went after him, wanted to fuck him, whatever. He's an adult. Okay. That's a grown nigga. I mean, but Sanaa's an adult too. Yeah, and I'm not she that's terrible. She's a bad person for that. But let's not act like this nigga is just 
you know, hands clean. <sighs> All I'm saying is, it seems to be the same type of stuff going through these Sadat Lathan movies that we've watched. And it seems just like, and she's like, no, this is bad. We can't do this. No, no, no. This was, Or she'll wait till after they fuck and be like, you know, this was bad. We shouldn't have did this. Wink, yeah, well, wink and nod. Like, <laughs> try to marry, opinion. try to try to be with your woman now, uh, Dre, because I have mm-hmm. taken your virginity, taking some something. She she literally was loving basketball, Sonata Lathan, one hundred and fifty percent. Like somebody was just like, just be uh, loving basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you think Sonata Lathan can really act? Um, I think she can act, but she plays one person. She plays the same person. And I don't know if she maybe needs to do like a Marvel property or like something like extremely different from what she normally does. Because I just feel like she's... She was an alien versus predator. Playing this person. She's like, well, <laughs> when did you first fall in love with space? Well, back in 1984 when I thought... I don't know. Alien vs. Predator one. Like she's the so I don't I think she has I think she can act, but I do think she's playing the same person. Unless all these movies were shot the same week, she's playing the same person. Let me let me can I go through her her stuff really quick? I just wanna it's I just wanna I just wanna <laughs> Disappear I just, was the only time I she just, somebody different. I just, <laughs> Yo, go, so let go me ahead, let ahead. me go from let me go from okay. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start from 2002, and I'm gonna ask you if you've seen these movies that Sonata Lathan okay. has starred in. Out of time with Denzel Washington. Um, oh, I have to see. No, I don't think I have. Alien versus Predator. Mm, I'm sure I have, but I was young. <laughs> Something new. Oh, well, she played the same movie that white man. Yeah. Yeah, it was this same person. So yeah, she did a TV movie, A Raisin in the Sun. I didn't see that. Is that the one with Diddy? I think so. I, I've seen it, but I just don't remember it. Uh, the Family That Prays in two thousand eight. Now, now hold up, because hold on, <laughs> hold on, because now, yeah, I I'm not going. About that. I'm not going past two thousand ten. That's all I'm gonna say. No, no, I'm saying she, she may have. Mm, have you seen it? No, she was this person, just evil. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, Wonderful World. Never seen that before. Mm, never heard of that. And Powder Blue. She was in a movie called Powder Blue is, is Diana. She's probably Diana in blue doing this shit. So, <laughs> did she write for LA Times? <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, even before this, Love and Basketball, The Best Man, The Wood. Yes. Same person. Mm-hmm. Blade. She was Blade's mom. Even in that, I think she was the same. <laughs> but I think no, no. I got her acting ability was on the same level. Like her, the person she played in Blade is the same person she played in A Family That Prays. It was just her, but evil. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first thing that comes to mind is that fight scene with her and Blade, her and Wesley Snipes, and. Even with that, like she wasn't doing much. She was like talking shit to him, but she talked shit to her husband and family that prays. Like it's, she has her default setting, and then she like tweaks it a bit. So it was, not the default setting. That was Blade Mama in a family that prays. Cause nigga, 
Uh, I'm all I'm gonna say is this: I like Sanaa Lathan. I thought I liked her more until I started looking at the, her movies, and then I was like, "Cause we've seen quite a few so far since we've been doing. We watched this, and I'm to the point where maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe nepotism has a little bit something to do with. It. She's not like a major black actress, but mm-hmm. after kind of seeing. Yeah, but like it's kind of easy to act the same person just in a That's different what I'm saying. way. Like, I don't want to discredit her act because I think she, in her roles, she does act well, but is well good enough when you have an Angela Bassett who could eat up every role that you've ever done, you know, for breakfast. Right. But, so, it, but like, in all honesty, Queen Latifah kind of outdoing her in this movie. She just, she has, she a B character. But she knows how to act. If you look, look at this. Look at Living Single. Look at uh, what's the movie where she played the lesbian? Uh, set it off, and even in Just Right, let's add that in. That, I hate that still, movie too. But even adding her performance, those that's four different. Like this movie, she's more close to uh, Khadija James, but like those are four <laughs> slash three very different women. Yeah. Where Sanaa is like the same chick for a bunch of movies. <laughs> like, she's in the same universe and other people. It's the Sanaa extended universe. Right. Say that. Right. So. Right. She like, she's just like, let me just change my hair. She don't even change her hair, see? Because <laughs> it's the same hair from Disappearing Acts. <laughs> it is. <It's> the same <laughs> so, you know. <sighs> I, oh, my God. And we and people who are listening, we are not trying to discredit. By any means, we're not trying to discredit Sanaa Lathan. She we just taking a closer look at her career and the things that she has done, and you know, just within the '90s and the 2000s. I hate that. I hate, hate that. Her? I hate. No, I don't hate her. I think she's no, because Nicole Irie Parker should, had had nothing to do with this movie. And we, I have a, you know, I we mean, only we only supposed to do like two recastings. I got a bunch of recastings in this movie. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I have a ton of them. I'm going against my own rule because this movie could have been way better. Way, way better. Mm-hmm. Way, way better. Let them know. Let them know. <sighs> All right. Last thing before we get into movie nerd knowledge. Could they have nope. just made this into a TV movie? Because the plot's really terrible. Like They could have, but you ain't making as much money. I really feel like this is very TV movie-ish. Yeah, it felt like a pilot, man. Like... What was the <laughs> for you? What was the turning point to where you made you f- look at this movie and kind of groan like, ah, this ain't what it what I thought it was. Um, I didn't because I I nostalgia, but I think the beginning, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even being funny because I'm looking at this like I remembered it differently than what it is. Same this here. Is a movie about hip hop. And I'm going to keep harping on this. There are no female hip-hop artists being interviewed in that opening. So right there, you already setting this up with some revisionist history-ass shit. And a woman into hip-hop writing articles about musical artists Mm -hmm. is not bringing up the fact that there's not more women in hip-hop. Like, that was... That was weird. And, like, the Neo songs... Especially at that time, because you could have got... I think they probably could have found. I think Foxy Brown was still hitting at that time, hey, and Lil Kim. Was Remy Mines there? Remy Mines like way past, a little bit past that. 
Oh, um, okay. Well, but they could have. They could have even got MC Light since they were doing some of the old yes. school. Uh, and Queen Latifah, people. like that. That could have been a running joke. That bitch, you look like Queen Latifah. Like that could have just been a joke, mm-hmm. and we would have been okay with that. Or you know, or not. But I just feel like sacrificing having her. Well, I mean, a check is a check. You know what I'm it's, I just it's really probably... feel like everybody came in here for the check. They just got. They just yeah. needed the check, bro. It, it it's and terrible. I'm fine with that. Get your money, black folks. But like. You can't then try to. This is just. And I think a lot of people gonna look at us as shitting on this movie. By the way, too. I don't give a damn fuck. <laughs> what the fuck they gonna? Who gonna whoop my ass? <laughs> Shit. We have done a full season prior. I. Re- reviewed tons of shit on my own fucking podcast you constantly talking about this shit any nigga that got something to say i mean i'm all for criticism right if y'all got an issue with what we say, like say that i ain't saying don't disagree but like right nigga so the fuck what also we're black so this is a more honest review than some you know katie smitherson and you know <laughs> not Iowa katie smitherson her blog you know what i'm saying like not katie so smitherson hey katie how you doing girl Man, Katie, fuck you. I read that last article. It was shit. She no. was she was being a bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I I, I I like I think a lot of people look at this as a, a classic. I think there's a lot of people who really think the same way we think. Like this is not really mm-hmm. that good. But we had to fill in look, season of black love. It just made sense. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> brown sugar, why not? It's, mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. Oh Lord Jesus! What? what but we... I don't disagree that this is like I said before. I'm standing behind that. I don't think this is in the top movies of the, like the black pantheon of films. But I wouldn't be offended if somebody put this on their list because mm-hmm. it is in that same run of constant black movies with the same seven folks in the early 2000s. Right, right. I feel that. Okay. It is movie nerd knowledge time. Now, here's where we're going to get to the real nitty-gritty. Watch this. Okay. Okay. So, there you go. Nigger gritty. All right. So, this movie, I'm just going to play trivia with you all, all, all show. How much do you think that this movie, how much do you think the budget was? Um, with having all of those hip hop artists in the beginning, being shot in New York, all the wardrobe, Queen Latifah. Sanaa Lathan, Tay Diggs on cash. I'm going to say, I don't know, um, probably 100000 <laughs> You are terrible. Mm-hmm. Why you say 100000 Come on, bro. Bro, um, bro, come on. Come on, bro. Let's be a little bit better than that. Let's not do 100000 Now you're just being an asshole. Um, 200000 <laughs> I mean, the budget for this movie was eight million dollars. Eight million, eight million. <laughs> for what? <laughs> Plot holes? What the fuck? Plot oh, holes no. oh, don't worry. I'm really about to blow your mind. I'm really about to blow your mind. Eight hundred million. Eight. Wait, what? Eight million. What a, eight wait. million. What a, the estimated budget was eight million dollars, but opening weekend, guess where this movie opened up at? hundred thousand? No. Um. Uh, wait. Guess what? Eight what? No, what? What? Opening weekend. What? Yes. Where did it rank? What number did it open? Oh, at number? like in you know? To, I don't know. Was, oh, was it in the top five? What do you think? Number four. Because it's October, end of the year. Niggas love movies. Um. I was like four. 
Close. One. Close. I'm it up. was number three. It opened up at number three in the box office behind Red Dragon and Sweet Home Alabama with uh, yeah, it's definitely Reese Witherspoon. And number four was Transporter. And number five was My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, see, I don't know, man. My Big Fat Greek Wedding versus this. Like, this is a black-ass movie. Well, like, My fa- Big Fat Greek Wedding had been in the box office for a little while, too. Oh, okay, because that shit, yeah. I like that shit. I like that movie. Yeah, so, the, yeah. the opening weekend. Yeah. So, um, okay. opening okay. opening weekend, it made... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Give it a little bit of respect. Opening Two weekend, million. it made three. It, it made three point five million dollars. What it brought in domestically was twenty seven point three million dollars. Mm, okay, and then they made their money then. Internationally, it brought in nine hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. But worldwide overall gross was $28.3 million. So they made their money back. So it made their money in America. Right. Right. Which is crazy. There's a bunch of light-skinned damn people here. And I bring that up because, you know, (laughs) the world don't like... No, I'm saying the world don't like blacks. The world don't like blacks. So Nicole... Boris, stop! Sana, you are terrible. These are attractive, lighter yeah, I hate folks. you so much. You know the world hate black people. You know they do. Not in Africa. <laughs> did Africans go? They hate Americans. Did they go see this movie? What did it rank in Nairobi? What did it rank in Kenya? I'm not doing this with you, Cairo. <clears throat> Sudan. So earlier in the podcast, I mentioned to you that someone. We had someone, a very big person, executive produced this movie. Can you guess, Rain, who executive mm-hmm. produced? What big time Fourth person <laughs> executive <laughs> executive produced this movie? Now, were they in the movie? Because no, they weren't in it. Thank God, okay. because I'm pretty um, sure that that person can't act. Oh, they can't act. Ooh, Wendy Williams. No. Um, she wasn't that big yet in 2002. She ain't had that kind of money. Damn, executive producer 2002. It was a lady? Can't tell you now. Come on. All right. Uh, Make a guess. Pac Man? Pac Man? Um, <laughs> From the wire? Um, right. Shit. Idris <laughs> Elba? Was it? Is that you? No. Um, nigga, I don't fucking know. Let me see. Nante uh, Diggs. Not Forrest Whitaker, not Tony Morris. You will never guess this person ever. Well, then, nigga, fuck you. I'm going to say Rosie O'Donnell. Then, if it's I never guessed, then that's good a guess as any. Magic Johnson executive produced this movie for his theater. <laughs> this is a Magic Johnson and Netflix exclusive. <laughs> here's a bonus question for you. If you can answer this bonus question, you get bonus points. What other black movie did he executive produce? Uh, around this time? Mm-mm. It was later on. Uh, later on. Black. Um, not the wood. That was before, right? Oh, maybe after. No. Uh, <laughs> um, shit. Black movie, Magic Johnson, L.A. Uh, um, I'll go with... Damn, I can't even think now. Uh, what's a nigga movie? <laughs> what's a nigga movie after 2002? Uh, I don't know. Shit. Um, two can play that game? Maybe? Okay. 
Close. <laughs> no. <laughs> Magic Johnson executive produced Obsessed with Idris Elba and Beyonce. Both both yeah. of these movies, Brown Sugar and Obsessed, made their money back. Mm-hmm. I can see why. And that tracks. This very much is in the same universe. Right. <laughs> clearly. Obsessed. Yes. And Brown Sugar they was, are in the same universe. Clearly, because they both suck. Um, God, these movies are bad. Obsessed is horrible. Don't do that. Yeah, it is, but I love it. It's, it's great. You came in my house. You oh, touch my child. Like Beyonce. Beyonce. Relax. Turn it. Yeah. Turn that, it down to like that wig. Turn it to care. four. Turn it down that to shit. four, please. I fucking love it. Ain't no way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it yeah. was. It's crazy. Major Johnson has been executive producing movies for a while now. He. Yeah. These were the only two black movies, black films that he executive produced. I thought that was crazy. And but. When I hear that, it makes a lot of sense about the casting and who's in it and all this other stuff. So it's uh, yeah, he's smart. He's smart enough to cast some some uh, very um, handsome and pretty women. Yeah, and it's Negroes like me, who's yeah. gonna bring folks to the to the Magic Johnson theaters. Exactly. Did oh, yeah. you know Idris Elba auditioned for the part of Kelby Dawson? <sighs> he should have auditioned for fucking and he was turned Robin away. Was. Why? <laughs> the fuck? No, nigga, you you're overqualified for this position. Uh, what? <sighs> oh, just wait till you. Okay. For here's here's one that's gonna really make you really really think and get you a little upset. Mm-hmm. A young man by the name of Lorenz Tate was approached to play Dre, and they didn't cast him. And, no, he turned it down. Well, he probably saw the script and was like, what the fuck is this? Because he, he would have been, been a great Dre. He would have been perfect as Dre. Yeah. He's short, and again, no, nothing to folks who are short, but he's a good actor, and I think physically, him being a shorter guy, mm-hmm. I think that would have lended itself to a better perform. Well, it's so weird. I'm going to feel very, whatever, y'all. Charge somebody hitting in my heart, but I just think that something about Lorenz Tate, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Even though Love Jones was not a hip-hop movie, because of his performance in Love Jones, I could definitely see him playing Drake. He could easily. He could pull it off. Lorenz Tate is a very accomplished actor that I think a lot of people take for granted. Mm-hmm. But he's played so many different types of roles, especially he killing it in power right now. Mm, really? I didn't know that. I don't know he's yeah. in power. He's in the, he was in the... The beginning, he was in the first power, and now he's in the one with Tariq. He's in Power Ghost, mm-hmm. so he's actually still doing a pretty good job. People well, still, people still get him his for acting. Brother, his brother is good too. Like I've seen his brother um, on All American. I know I've seen him in something else, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But though he's playing like you know, gangbanger hood dude, he's very much like the wise older street guy, mm-hmm. and he. Independently of Lorenz, he's a good actor. Yeah, like he could have played Dre. I feel like. Mm. Mm. So mm. it's crazy. Mm. So it the backdrop of hip hop is a part of this movie. Unfortunately, now you you said something about um, um, women MCs. So I went and I said, you know what? Let me just find a list of appearances. So now I'm going to go down the list of appearances of rappers and people in the hip-hop community that was mm-hmm. in Brown Sugar. 
You got okay. Big Daddy Kane, Coogee Rap, Pete Rock, De La Soul, Tariq Trotter, a.k.a. Black Thought, uh, Jermaine Dupree, Talib Kweli, Common, Method Man, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, Jen Taylor. I have no idea who she is. Uh, Dougie Fresh. What is uh, Quest Love, Russell Simmons, Fabulous, Beanie Siegel, Angie Martinez, and Kamora Lee. Kamora Lee had a denim jacket on, and it did not work well. Um, These are all the cameos for hip-hop artists. Now, albeit it was in the first, I think, 20 minutes, and we didn't see nobody else from hip-hop in hip-hop uh, in here, it kind of uh, no. shows their ignorance to what this movie could have been if they would have mm-hmm. spread a lot of this talent. All of this talent was in the very t- first 20 minutes of the movie at a party. I hated this. I hated this so much. Like, how do you not put in more party scenes where you could tell these bitches bring three outfits and so that you could spread out like because he was like oh you going to you know russell something she's like oh you had a first name base with russell simmons but he never shows up again mm-hmm. like not even kimura at the hair salon would be like oh yeah russell liked your column so, like there was no again hip-hop did not need to be a part of this movie yeah i think that was the detriment to this movie to be honest with you. absolutely you're right nigga i think that was what kind of killed this movie i think I think they were trying to set it apart from being the best man or the wood and all these other movies that we we that we that we adore. And it was just like, this is who was the last time somebody did a movie about hip hop but love. And I was just like, mm. this ain't like I just the conversations that Sana and well with that uh, Dre and Sid were having. Mm-hmm. Sound real generic to me as far as like being mm-hmm. hip hop fans. Yeah, it was real just generic and like, did you know that like, and it was a lot of did you know type stuff. Like it was a lot mm-hmm. of, did you know who? What line is this? It, it was. I'm like, y'all grew up Sing. together. Both of y'all know these songs together. What are you the, talking about? It the the movie the the a big problem with the movie is that it is not dated. There should be so many references that are of 2000 that like you should be able to look at hip hop's history and use this as a benchmark for what was going on prior to 2000. So you could say, oh, well, like you said, like I'm not really I'm into hip hop as, as much as I've listened to it growing up. I was never a stan until I got older. So I there's a lot I don't know shit about. Mm-hmm. But my comment about Remy Ma, he was like, well, she didn't really come along then for somebody who is a diehard hip-hop fan, you or even not, you should be able to watch this movie and notice that she isn't included in this movie and then surmise that, oh, she wasn't around yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this this is terrible. This is actually not good. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know whoever, whoever came up with the concept just really, it, it felt like, it felt, everything felt forced. Like, Tay Diggs, whole like I, I think he was way past that kind of stuff and I think this is just my opinion but I feel like he was way past this these kind of movies but I think mm-hmm. he I mean it was a check again so why not I think Sanaa wanted to do something I think they just got to a point where they were just kind of stuck doing these because of course Hollywood don't don't give our actors uh and actresses the type of roles that they deserve especially in the early 2000s it just 
everything just felt so forced and it just felt generic. And I feel like it just all everything that has something to do with hip hop, they could have still had. And you you've touched on this. We both touched on this the whole podcast. They could have did something that surrounded music, that stuff that they actually liked. Like Neo Soul probably would have been the best bet to go with this. Yeah, for real. I think so. Because the, the, their hip hop conversations just really sucked. And then trying to show how hip hop has declined, and you know you got. Uh, what was it? Black and tan or <laughs> ten, 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 the Dalmatian. I'm like, come on, y'all. That was comical, and that was that was, and not in a good way. It was like you playing in the face of hip hop because no matter what genre, there's always a local scene for that genre. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like they are them and most there for the representation of what local are. Like you're in New York City. New York City, and you mean to tell me you can't find no local artists doing something outside of Ren and Ten? And what nigga in New York is gonna sign these motherfuckers and like, be like, oh yeah, we're trying to make money? Well, Ren and Ten? to be honest with you, at that at that at that time, that was a lot of a lot of labels. Those were a lot of labels mindset like we trying to sell i mean the 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 head of the label said it best he's like we trying to we sell we make hits we don't sell we we i sell music for people who buy music who buy mm-hmm. hits or whatever not y'all that other shit you can go to rockets for that shit now it's like you want that real hip-hop shit they it just it felt terrible like Cause it was it was the the writing on this was just bad and the hip-hop background just really Brought it down and unnecessary. Yep. Mm, it was bad. Shitty. It was shitty. It was very, very shitty. Uh that's all we got. Let's go into our categories. Mm. Rain. <laughs> if you did, where did you rewind? What was your favorite scenes from this movie? If you had any of them. From this rom com? Um The Bridal Shower. Uh just mm. it was like it was so now what the fuck are you doing, you dumbass? <laughs> I rewound it out of anger. You at your best friend's fiance's bridal shower, and you really are going to answer every question correctly? Who the fuck does that? What kind of sense does that make? I can see Romulus, because I'm like, no, you bitches. I'm going to show you how much I know this nigga. His middle name, Romulus. But after that... Oh, he likes the whiskey sour, this and that, but if he's trying to show off it, bitch, sit the fuck down. You sound fucking stupid. You sound dumb as shit. He's my best friend. We've been through a lot together. Yeah, okay. Well, let's throw That's... it in his fiance's face and let her know you don't know this nigga like I do. I got so tired of that line. I got <laughs> so tired of that line. I got you didn't so... even show what they've been through. Hip hop? <laughs> Before you go any further, side note, hmm? when they were kids, the kid Dre, look, that nigga looked like, look like he him. he no he looked like he's supposed to have a job. That nigga looked like he was working out at, the, at churches. Yeah, he was what he was what thirty two I think. <laughs> he looked like he had just got out of prison. You did a twelve year bid, did you, nigga? <laughs> now it's just the it's just the design. It was the the clothes. That nigga bro. looked like he was supposed to be working, bruh. 
That girl was his daughter. <laughs> Young Sana was his daughter. He was like, hey, daughter, come up here. <laughs> She's like, all right, dad. <laughs> you ain't shit, nigga. You going to hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, who cast this nigga? <laughs> This I nigga, somebody on the set. I was waiting for him to pull out a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be in the present day. You know, I just, no, I'm joking, y'all. That I'm waiting for him to be like, like, hey, you want a, you want a cigarette? <laughs> Bruh, you, you wrong. That's a nice young boy. That was a nice little kid. Oh, my God. You are terrible. He looked like he was smoking cigarettes and drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, fuck you. He wrote this movie while you saw the shit, nigga. He, he low-key did. You think, you, know? th- you think this is good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, son. <laughs> yeah, baby. When's the first time? When the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? Uh, like, nigga, your head is huge. <laughs> Stop. Bro. Y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> he look like a grown He look like he could whoop half them niggas at the park ass. <laughs> Bro, he's just trying to go to seventh grade. Or how old were they? I don't know. I don't even know. That nigga like was gro- he was he was he was graduated. That nigga went in school. That Bruh, nigga had graduated two you. years prior. Man, from daycare, nigga. Cole, you are shitty, man. That's terrible. Mm-mm. That nigga look like he had been through a couple fights and everything. God, let me look up this actor because I, I know I recognize his face. His name is Mark John Jeffries. He used to do those what? commercials. Mark those co- he did a he did a computer commercial one time. Like I can't remember for what company, but he used to did he did these popular computer commercials. I remember them commercials. Well, I remember the name because he said his name in the commercial. He's like, "This is Mark John Jeffries." And I'm from some something computer. And oh I was yeah, like, that nigga, that nigga grown grown. Oh yeah. Talking about when the movie was made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, he was grown in. That nigga was smoking cigarettes on the set. Shut the fuck it's about to hurt yet. <laughs> That's why they didn't talk in that scene because his his smoker. Bro, I was his, just being funny. This was Isaiah from Losing Isaiah. God. And get Richard <laughs> trying. That's the nigga that played Fifty Cent. That was his twin. <laughs> Oh, bruh. Notorious. <laughs> Big mama's like father, like son. Oh, Damn. He was in brotherly love? Okay. Let me. This shit's I'm sorry. No, that nigga grown. You right. That and nigga was. He was, clear, he was clearly drinking wine in, in this, this movie. Man, fuck you. Mark John Jeffries gonna whoop your ass. Oh, not no more. Oh, yeah, catch me. Daddy age, that nigga grown as fuck. He was just high school with your mama. <laughs> no, I was like, who this grown ass nigga telling her to get on the stoop? Oh my god, on the picnic table. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. I'm sorry, I had to get that out. You are terrible. Um, so my second favorite was um when Mike John Jeffries. Um, bridal shower because I got secondhand embarrassment. Um, hip hop Dalmatians, Ren and Ten. Uh, yeah. Hey, yo, Ren. Yo, what's up, champ? Yo, 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 yo. Big C told me you was at the club pushing up on one of my hoes. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, Lana? Yeah, yo, Lana. Man, that hoe is a hoe. Yeah, yo, yo. Man, you still mess with that? She may be a hoe, but she's my hoe. You know? The hoe is mine. Oh, that bitch. First in line. 
wait, 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 wait. What you doing? What the fuck is that? Yo, man. Yo, we just trying to put some flavor on the track, you know, son? Go on that, baby. Like an ill kind of intro, like the breakdown they got on the Girl Is Mine. Real hip-hop, dog. Dalmatian style. Yeah, 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 kid. That's a good idea, guys. All right, feel me. It's not a good idea. That's a bad idea. It's ridiculously whack. Just like this whole outfit is ridiculous. Didn't we already have a talk about this? Hmm? Yeah, man. Yeah, man, we did. You go What you doing? You hit that. Where you going, man? Where you going? I'm out, man. Oh, come on now, Dre. What you doing, man? Dre. Peace. Where you going? Dre. This felt so comical. Like, they was like, oh, this is going to be the comic relief. But, like, this was terrible. But I do want to download the version of this. It was bad. That, I felt like, should have been played up. Like, if you had have restructured some of the scenes... And and use the actual hip hop artists more. Mm-hmm. There should have been a scene at a party with Ren and Tien in the midst of all these like great hip hop artists, mm-hmm. and them just thinking this hell was mine. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, give Dre embarrassment that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, "What the fuck is this?" Shut up, whatever. But like, show that the niggas you love hate these niggas. You mm-hmm. know, or, exactly. I just, but whatever, Ren, Ren and Tien. There every every single time they popped up, it mm-hmm. was like rewind. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Sydney and Dre's sex scene. And it's not because ooh, they having sex. The shit was everything leading up to that was so fucking weird. Like I know we had just came off of um seeing Reese, because that's my other scene, so maybe I should have put that first. Reese uh on a date with what's his name? John he, or whatever. He was with Richard something, wasn't yeah, it? Richard Richard something whatever. But that shit was hilarious. That was like the funniest part of the movie to me. Right. But that I rewound there, but then going to Dre trying to sleep with Sydney, I, I was like I I This is weird. There. You know what though? I, I, I'm glad I know now. I guess I always knew deep down inside that we weren't meant to be together. Yeah? Mm. And when'd you figure that out? The night before the wedding. Something happened between me leaving the house and uh, getting to the wedding. But you know, I shook it off because, damn, I had a beautiful woman that loved me to death so you know I took all those feelings and locked them away because not everybody can marry their one true love it was a pretty difficult situation do you uh you know anybody like that no I don't no but I do know somebody that was friends with this guy a long time and she thought maybe it was more than just friends but something happened to her coincidentally before your wedding and 
She realized it was nothing more than just friends. Nothing? Nothing. Just friends. Like, is this not weird? Mm. Like, first of all, bitch, why are you putting up books? Put, leave them fucking books alone. Secondly, this nigga pushing up on you, he's like one inch shorter than you. Kick this nigga in the nuts. Um, not and then when they were kickboxing mm-hmm. or slapboxing, when, uh, to me, that was one of probably, probably my favorite scene. Um, because again, you, though I feel like, Sydney should have said something to her husband. This conversation with, well, Reese should have said something to her husband. This conversation with Sydney, to me, made sense. Like, yeah, bitch, you gave me free time to mm-hmm. fuck with other niggas because you got my nigga doing such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Dre and uh, Sydney, mm, Dre and Reese, having a conversation about him quitting his job because I was done. I was done. I checked out the movie there. That mm-hmm. was where I was officially like, I'm, there's nothing about this movie that makes sense, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah. There's no way you marry someone, be it four months or four years, and you quit your job and don't don't talk to them. Like, First, your how wife. Much is, like, like, you take your ass, like, because again, <clears throat> phones don't work, mm-hmm. but you take your ass to Sydney House and you don't think, hey, the place I pay bills at, it just went down to one income. Let's let the other person know. Like, right. So no, I was done then. I said this is some this, but that's where I rewound. But that's where I was also mm. done. Damn, you got more than me. I only got three. Uh, Ren and Tim when they was making the hoe is mine. That, that shit was hilarious. That yes. shit was hilarious. It was so funny. And then Dre quits because of that. But when they was making that song, and he was like, yes. "What the fuck is this?" But I I kind of want the I want to download the version of the hey, whole is mine. Too. I want it. I, I want, want it. it. I want it. Um, I think most Def chewed up so many scenes, mm-hmm. and when I say chew up, that's that's a that's a that's a good, good. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Cavi. I think it was Cavi. It was Cav Cavi. I think it was Cavi. Um, my favorite scene between him yep. and yep. him and Dre. Um the taxi ride when he gets in the taxi like you know dre dre already like knows who he is he's seen him and then you know dre just quit his job and then that taxi ride i think that was a great conversation because most death was killing me with the you know what happened to you and then he called him the grinch and stole hip-hop i thought that that whole scene was hilarious and it was really good and i was like yo most death can really like act oh yeah oh you got jokes don't you what you doing driving the cab anyway your English is too good. I'm trying to stay out of trouble, that's what I'm doing. Seven shows going on Millennium. I left Millennium today. What? Yeah. What, so Simon owe you some money or something? Uh, nothing like that, man. We ain't hanging out a window or no shit. Then. You know what? This whole taxi cab confession thing, we don't really got to do. You can just keep driving. Hey, not a problem. Call me, not a problem at all. You try stealing your girl or something? Nah, man. I'm married. Ain't nobody giving it to my wife but me. I feel you. You want to know why I left Millennium? Sure, sure, whatever. Man, I left Millennium because I was tired of making bullshit and calling hip-hop, man. I was just tired. I feel ya. Couldn't take it no more. I feel you. At the bomb. That's tight, man. I respect that. 
You respect that? Yeah. Like the Grinch who stole hip hop, it growing a heart, <laughs> got a grown up heart now. They gonna go back to Whoville and give all the hip hop movies that they publishing <laughs> back. Oh, That's man. funny to you. I'm just playing with you, bro. I'm just messing oh, with you, man. Put a cab over. What? What? You wanna go to Brooklyn no more? You hurt my feelings. Oh, bro, I was just playing, man. Don't take it like that, though. Just Come keep on. the change, man. Thank you, bro. Hey, listen, man. Don't let like, I think every scene, honestly, every scene where he was in it, especially um, the one where he was at the party, I thought that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite one with, with most Def is is got to be the taxi ride. Mm. And for my last one, of course, the most the most iconic scene from the movie, my divorce when she got caught cheating, and this nigga was like, ding, 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 ding. We're here to celebrate my divorce. No. Bro, what is it? I've got that fifty thousand dollar ratio. Like, well, I'll pay for it. You gotta put my music. Yeah, you gotta put my <laughs> Dress with this air, y'all like, hey, wow, all out, greased up from a man. I'm sorry, I'm Dre Ellis. You are Richard Lawson. Richard Lawson. All right, you sound educated. Good for you, girl. Good. Um, you guys, um, friends of Reese's? Huh? Yeah. Well, actually, the funny thing is, she's my wife. What? <laughs> oh. Look, hey, I'm sorry. I, That's I cool. That's cool. How could you know? She ain't wearing the $15,000 ring that I bought her ass. Ah, she say still paying off, but Actually, you understand. Could you not put my Look, business out on this? joining us for dinner? Listen, my no, man. you know what? We were just about to leave. I'm trying to order the most expensive bottle Excuse of champagne because we finna celebrate. Dre. We gonna celebrate what? My divorce. How about that? And some pork chops. Dre, Because I'm kind of hungry. All right? I Good. I want to make a scene. You know what I'm saying? Bye-bye, Richard Lawson. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole thing was was so funny. He was like, "I'm about to order the the, the most expensive bottle of champagne," and then he has to order the pork chops. <laughs> Yo, and yeah, see, that was seeing having to drag him out of there. Just the whole that whole scene. I liked how he handled breaking up with his wife, and it was mm -hmm. hilarious. And he, but. One thing about the scene that I didn't like, Nicole Irie Parker felt very unbothered. Like, she was just like, oh, I got caught. But then she was just like, eh, who cares? You know what I'm saying? It didn't feel, it didn't feel, she didn't feel embarrassed enough for me. Like, you literally got caught cheating on your husband. 
you could have played it a different way. Instead, she was just like, uh, I mean, hey, you know, it's just like her her comedic timing just wasn't good, and it, none of it was either. good. Um, her what? Think, huh? You said her hair. You said her hair was bad. I, was like, I agree. <laughs> so I I liked it. I do think, like you said, she could have played it up a little bit. But I, for me, I read it as, oh shit, I'm caught. What is he about to do? Is he about to embarrass me? Uh-huh. So that scene didn't bother me too much with her. Because he was like, oh, hey. She was like, hey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sit down. Like, so for me, I read that as I'm nervous. I don't know what the fuck going on. Uh-huh. I, I've been caught. Let me, you know, kind of. So, you know, two things could be right. But right. I, I didn't read it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that scene, too. Um to the taxi cab scene, I like the Tay scene. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey man, stop he over here. To... You hurt my feelings. He got out the car early as shit. That's it was and hilarious. He, like, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, so those, like, even at the holiday dinner, which I'm assuming is like Christmas. Yeah. And most of them was like, <laughs> Tay did whatever, whatever, this nigga, he gave his toast and he wanted to eat. And then boys said, I got something around too. We gonna never eat. It's like, no, yes. I hate that. When you hungry, niggas wrap up these toasts. I'm ready to eat. I'm gonna do a toast and then I'm about to do a proposal. Bruh, I was like, we gonna never eat. He's like, (laughs) I felt that. Even the scenes where he was trying to talk to to, uh to uh, Queen Latifah's character was good. Like, yeah. he just ate this. He, Francine Hunt, what's her name? He just ate up the movie, bro. I think most Def was just amazing in this movie, which will probably answer another category. <sighs> On their way up or down, the lead actor actors, were they moving in a good, good or bad direction yeah. in their career when they made this movie? I will start by saying this was probably the beginning of the end for Tay Diggs. I think Tay Diggs kind of fell off after this movie. Um, not to say that he has a horrible career, but it feels like he kind of hit his peak around about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I can't really say peak. I just feel like he kind of went in, in a little bit of a roller coaster after this. Because mm-hmm. after this movie, he he goes, I could be wrong. After this movie, he goes, Equilibrium. It is a roller coaster. Equilibrium. Then he did Chicago. Then he did Basic. Then he did Malibu's Most Wanted. Then he was a movie called Drum. Then he went to a movie that was called Slow Burn. And then he did Cake. And then he did Rent in 2005. And then he just started doing TV after that. Mm. And I was like, you know, at one point in time, um, before this movie, Tay Diggs was very in demand. Um, he had really hit his stride apparently in uh Ally Mc- he was he was a major character in Ally McBeal. I remember that. And you know, he was he was really hitting hitting some stuff up and by the, when he get to brown sugar and post brown sugar, it's very up and down. So I just feel like Tay Diggs and now Tay Diggs is kind of a I think his role in all American people people like him in All American. I think he's been in a couple movies before that. And now he's all the rage in TikTok, so there's that. Goofy nigga. That's <laughs> like, and not even in a bad way. Like, he's a grown ass man that's just goofy as fuck. Yeah. Um, 
he was on Will and Grace for a minute too, like for a while. Yeah. Like for a few episodes. Um yeah, I would agree. I would say on the way down is him, but uh, I don't know. Because I don't even think he was doing stuff that was like black households type of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I say everybody else is going up. Sanaa, Nicole did uh, Soul Food. Uh, Boris was on the <clears> show, <throat> but I don't think that did well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Boris and Nicole had a show together that wasn't great. Um, Sanaa did shit. Most Def was doing music. Queen Latifah, clearly, she ain't never stopped working. So, yeah, I think Tay Diggs is probably the only one who you could say was going down. They did have a show to get Boris and, and uh Nicole. Yeah, I remember watching an episode or two, maybe, but I don't remember. <laughs> you kind of was like, ah. Yeah, it was Because <laughs> she, she looks like a bald eagle. <laughs> and I just. She's in the new. Um... Sex in, the, Sex in the City. She's like the fourth. I think she's like the fourth in the new Sex in the City show. Ugh, that tracks. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you though. When she was in Empire, she was actually pretty entertaining in Empire. It's like she kind of found think her she's niche. A terrible actress. Uh, beg to differ on that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> beg to differ on that yeah, one. Not cute as she can't act. Mm, it was a compliment sandwich. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, next category. I want that Oscar. This can go two ways. A particular actor or actress was overacting, or a particular actor and actress was acting their ass off. Mm, Who you got, Ray? I want that Oscar. Um, Queen Latifah and most of them, they killed it. Probably Queen Latifah. To me, she was doing a lot, but she still was good. Um, because she was Khadijah. Yeah, but I was saying, like, she, I guess acting next to Sanaa is going to make you look like she's doing a lot because she's doing nothing. She's doing absolutely nothing. I can't believe you did that. I can't Yo. believe you said that. Oh, my Yo. God. So maybe that's what it was. Because it felt like she was, like, doing a lot, especially the church scene. I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, Sanaa just sitting up here looking constipated, shoulders up to her ears and shit. Look at stiff. Sad. Her and Tay Diggs were very stiff in this movie. Mm, Shit, I so loosen up. I say Queen Latifah, but also I tell you who um, Reese's best friend at that bridal shower. <laughs> she was reading them questions. She was like, "And what's his?" So now she was like, "And also, what is?" It's like, oh, she really knows him, huh? So yeah, that her. <laughs> Whoever that actress is, she wanted to ask it too. Yeah. You're terrible. Uh mm. it it it's only one answer. It's most deaf. Most deaf killed his role in this in this movie. Most deaf was amazing in this movie, man. But his scenes were the only ones that I enjoyed, to be honest with you. The thing is, most deaf sometimes plays the same person too, but he is good. Like same person he playing in this. Movie is I think the same nigga from Carmen and Hip Hopper, mm-hmm. and I think he was good in that. He I was a cop. He, he was a cop in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the dirty cop. Yeah, and I thought he outshined all the other cops. Um, I said Mackay Pfeiffer too, but anyway, you yeah. should watch. You should watch Civil Brand. Civil Brand. Mm-hmm. Watch that movie. I think it's free on YouTube with commercials, but he's in that and he plays a cop, but he's not a crooked cop. He's actually a good mm-hmm. cop in this. That movie, I love that movie. I don't know why. It's not like the best in the world, but I just, I just enjoy yeah. it. 
So, okay, cool. but, but yeah, you get an opportunity. Yeah, Silver Brand should be on YouTube for free. Uh, but yeah, most definitely I'm going with most definitely on this one, man. I got to. Mm. Um, is this a believable love story? Could you see this happening in real life with these two characters? I will answer that one right now. Hell no. I don't know what it is, but this shit don't work. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I have no idea yeah. what this shit is. It doesn't work. All they had to do was when she got to New York, she should have just said, I love you. And he could have been like, I love you too. And then we could have had, the movie could have been over with. Or when they was, when he was a grown man grooming her, um, when they was watching the shit in the park. Nigga, shut up. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, what? <laughs> Grow up, nigga. You just... <laughs> oh, all right. That nigga had just got off his nine to five. Talk about some come over here and stand on this <laughs> this picnic table. Um, <laughs> there's no way, even it is crazy because they had real chemistry in this movie, but it just don't it don't work to me. That, no, it just don't. Yeah, it was just too many. It was too many minor obstacles. And I know I can't just say a marriage is a minor obstacle, but it was too many just things that were, it, it's like they were, <laughs> it's like they were running to the finish line and they had to just step over like little ant beds to be able to finish this together. It was terrible. I just, it, I never once felt like they was not going to get together. I never felt yeah. like, I never had that sense of doubt, even when they got engaged and married. Like mm-hmm. nothing in this movie made me feel like, it just could never happen. Yeah. Their their partners were not strong enough to be like, oh. And then even Kelby, Kelsey, why 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 have her know this nigga for four months? Why not why he couldn't be a nigga who was in LA who got traded to New York and I was like, I I need to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, Or here's a mm-hmm. crazier wild idea. Why can't it have been a rapper? I mean, that's number one. Because when she was like, "Oh yeah, this is the article you wrote about me," I was like, "Is this what is this movie? What is this movie?" Because no, you're absolutely right. Like again, have Reese be some black girl grew up in the white area, ain't really into hip hop, and they had this nigga be definitely a part of hip hop. I don't know. It, that would have made more sense. But you know, common sense ain't common. Ah, common was in the movie. Yeah, he was for a split second. Well, yeah, two seconds. Yeah, no, I, I mean, why couldn't it just been a rapper? Why couldn't Kelby just be a rapper? Common. It could have been common. Why? Why not? Light skin and tall. There you go. You know, like take this nigga, like Boris. I don't know. Whatever. This was stupid. Or why didn't they just make up a rapper? They could have just made up a rapper. Yeah, Boris and... could have been a rapper. No, because he was barely no, good no. as a basketball player. But what I'm saying, I can't stand that's his. Very, that's exactly why. I mean, he didn't have to do it. It could have been somebody else rapping. But like, if you just wanted him in this movie, I think Nicole Irie Park was like, "I can't do this movie unless my husband." Were they together? Were they married then? I don't know. Who knows? Let's just say yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just they could have just made a rapper that uh, made up a rapper, and he could have been everything that he that she likes in hip hop. And it could have made it a whole lot harder for her to leave him to be with Dre. And the only reason why she was with Dre is because they grew up together and they grew up loving hip hop together. And the story could have been way different. So I'm just saying. 
It's not a believable love story. I can't stand this one. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's believable without the hip-hop backdrop. That's it. Like, this is a rom-com. All this shit could have happened. Just change the hip-hop element of it. Just make it a fucking movie about fucked up relationships, <laughs> and it's fine. Disappearing Acts 2. Just call it that. <laughs> and this is fine. No, this could have been loving, loving hip-hop. This loving basketball too, yeah, loving hip hop. Could have called this loving hip hop, and this would have been nothing. Whatever. This is done. Sana could have oh, yeah. been. could have been her character. Like she didn't make it in the WNBA, so she ended up writing. She moves back. She moves to New York, where Tate Diggs was like her uh, a friend that she met traveling or some other shit. Like they could have figured mm-hmm. it out, and it just could have been loving hip hop. Love basketball. Yeah. Loving basketball too. Loving hip hop. Loving hipster ball. Um, this is dumb. Loving LA Times writer moves to. I don't know. She's from like New York that. though. Is she? Yeah, they grew up in New York together. She moved out there to be to write for the LA Times. Um, could this be made in 2021? Could this be a show or a movie in 2021? What streaming service? How many episodes? What you doing with this, Rain? Um, I say yes. I think this could definitely be a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're at a space now where you can incorporate a lot of current artists with the old school founders of hip hop and some of the eras in between. Mm-hmm. And I would actually do this more of a mockumentary style where I am getting a love story. But I want hip hop to be the focus. Um, so you do have these parties. You have, I don't know, let's just say eight episodes. Um, put it on like a HBO Max. Because I feel like they're doing pretty good with black stuff so far. Mm-hmm. Um, have this story. But a lot of the changes that we already suggested, change those, alter those so that you can get eight episodes. You can focus on because this book that she's been writing this whole fucking movie that we knew nothing about. Nothing came from this, from the book stuff either. I would have felt better if we had the interviews of the hip hop artists spliced between that. So when you do get a, um, I don't know, just pulling shit out of thin air, I don't know, reasonable doubt. You get a line or two mm-hmm. at the top of every episode or some kind of way to incorporate a specific song into this episode so that there was not enough of marriage of the romance and the hip-hop. And so I would think now, eight-episode HBO Max series, we have a lot of celebrities at our disposal now mm-hmm. that you didn't have back then. I would even say bring in a lot of this original cast. I would love to see Kamora Lee, even if it's not like a main role, like a you know a reoccurring character, somebody, and make it in a way where it's more hip-hop than it is the love story. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that would be the draw, mm-hmm. um, especially with what's the young guy... Um, just did just a documentary of his came out not too long ago. Juice World, is that it? Where he was like a drug addict? Juice, yeah, Juice World. I I, I watched that documentary. Okay. I haven't to, seen actually it yet, today. But I saw, it's mm-hmm. so was sad. It good? 
it's, it's sad. Well, good as far as put together, because mm-hmm. I know it's not. Yeah. But that's but, what I'm saying. Like, when you have so many artists dealing with shit like that, I say um, the Juice World shit, throwing a little bit of Lil Nas X, throwing that Astro World shit from like the actual festival, having an issue. Like, get these touchstones of hip hop, of pop culture that are different, that are. Um, enticing like you know watching a you know a a train wreck or whatnot Mm -hmm. and also add in that love affair shit but also get more female i just feel like it could work i don't Mm -hmm. see a reason why it couldn't if you get the right team behind it and even even if you gotta make up every rapper and singer you have in here it could work Shit, Insecure had some elements that you could pull into this. So, long story short, yes, eight episodes, HBO Max. Mm. Make some of the changes that we already said. And with Sydney and this nigga, I wouldn't have them end up together. Mm. I think it's better that you as the audience want them together. Curate the story or write it in a way where you just want them to be together so bad because of their shared history and all the good stuff they've done, how they complement each other, but eventually have them end up with other people. Mm. And just, you know, the lesson is that, yeah, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Well, it was this, that, and the third. We're so great together, but just because people are great together or you think they are, don't mean that they're supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and change the name. <laughs> change the name of this fucking shit. Yeah, the brown was, sugar shit was brown sugar nothing in this guy. Well, he named Brown Sugar as the record label and then he told he told he told her what brown sugar mean, but I thought that was kind of stupid too. No, this is dumb. Change it to when so, did you first fall in love with hip hop? Like or, literally. Make it that long ass ridiculous name. When did you first fall in love with hip hop? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. And you know, do a documentary style. Have every episode a nigga's answering that question. Mm. Uh, oh, cause you know I heard, uh, I don't know, some young nigga. I heard uh, Beyonce's uh, title track with Jay Z, and I never like liked him that like that. Mm-hmm. Hearing it on her album, because you can also talk about the marriage between pop music and rap, because rap and hip hop have not solely just been in their own lane. Like, he did a whole fucking album with, what's them niggas, Linkin Park? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. There's so many directions you could take, but I think if you focus on the music and give us an interesting pair to root for, I don't know. I'm going to just shorten this up and say yes. Eight (laughs) episodes, HBO Max, focus on the hip-hop, give me a better love story. And i say about two or three seasons, yeah, and just do them like this show, based yeah. around the '90s, based around Atlanta hip hop, based around you know, do that. Mm. So we kind of have similar. So I said yes, also, and then I was like, give this to Issa Rae, and it'll be done correctly. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what, as far as me is concerned, the the book is basically the the backdrop of her writing this book is the backdrop okay. of the show. So yeah. I would like to at least do the first two seasons and then let's just do the first season. Like one, we find first of all, I wouldn't mind starting the show with, with her um already established all this other stuff and, and we she may or may not be with Dre. Like she has a, a husband that she talks to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But we kind of talk about how what what it was how it was writing the book. You get what I'm saying? And the first season, let's just do the first season of her in LA 
writing for the LA Times, getting started as a writer for the LA Times, doing these music reviews. We don't even like the thing is, it's like we go through the whole first season like that, and then we get to the second season where we finally get to back to New. She somehow she has to go back to New York. We don't even see Dre the first season. Yeah. He talks to her. That's my best friend. He's mentioned a whole lot. And there is, you understand that she is in love with him, but she's like, I can't, I'm never going to be with him because he's in New York. I'm in LA. I've got this job. This job is going well. So on and so forth. So the first season should, should easily be her interviewing hip hop artists in LA and her coming to the conclusion that she's going to write this book about, because she had all these crazy things that happen because she meets all these different hip hop artists and she works for the LA Times. And she tells her story to Dre on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Something happens. She's got to move back to New York. And second season is when we, we meet Dre. Mm. And then we have the whole situation, the whole dynamic of her coming back to New York, him doing the things that he's doing for the label and stuff like that. And, and yes, set it in the 90s. I think it would be perfect to be set, set in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Bring, bring some nostalgia back for um, hip-hop, that, that era of hip-hop and everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. put it on HBO Max. I think Issa Rae could pull this off because I think she does really, especially me watching this season Insecure, I just love how she handles black folk relationships. I like how it is very realistic. I think she can pull it off where it's very realistic in with including hip hop artists. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I think her narrating the story, like I th- just get Issa Rae's team on this and make it, at least give me two seasons and go from there. Yeah. I like your idea of sitting in the nineties. I think that would actually improve the quality of this because cell phones aren't what they are now. Computers aren't. And it's a whole nother way of getting to the industry in the 90s. Or even do early 2000s. Early 2000s wasn't that far ahead. You know, like this came out in 2002. Set this movie in between 2000 and 2005. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, also, you know, piggybacking off your shit, if you, you know, incorporate the actual timeline of events, like certain shit that happened, big shit in hip hop, that would be nice too. Mm -hmm. Like. You know, even the what is it? The the South got something to say. Like even yeah, that, all that. Like if we got that that audio, but shot their reactions at yeah. the awards, that would be dope. yeah. So she, and then if you want to, if you want to even do, if you want to do a cameo of Dre, do it at the hip hop the the Source Hip Hop Awards where that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just get a shot of Dre, and we just he they see each other in passing. They really can't kick it because he got album stuff to do. Label hey, stuff to whoa, do, and then she's nigga. like, "I gotta write this L.A. Times." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, it's so good to see you." He's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna see you again." And they have like a bit of a moment, but just keep them nigga. away from each other until season two. Yeah, yeah, I like that, and I, I like. And I'm gonna bring my shit in it too. Do that documentary type of style to bring in old footage mm-hmm. of hip hop stuff. That's going to look grainy. That's not going to look sharp, and it'll make sense with the show because it's like, hey, you know, this just what the fuck, you know, they were shooting on camcord as big as your head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Early two thousand. I think we could do this shit, nigga. Hire us. Cool. We you know. let us write movies for y'all. We we pretty hey. good at this. Let's hey. let's put these movies together for y'all. Hey, you know. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we ain't stupid at this. All right. Change. So the the category has changed two actors to make the movie better. Mm. We gonna do more than that. I've done more than this. We got. I guess a lot of people I need to change in this movie. 
And uh, I'm going to let you, I'm going to actually let you go first. Cause I'm, please do. Please do. Hey, okay, nigga. So, um, Cause I got a few <sighs> choices. So, um, with Kelby and Reese, I said, just switch them out for Will and Jada. Like, just swap them out. They would have been a much better pair. Um, I think they both act much better, um, hmm. weller, better, whatever. I think they would have been an interesting choice. Uh, huh. Not, and, Damn, yeah, that is, just, that's actually pretty good because Will yeah, did cause play me, basketball in the Fresh Prince. And Will is a good actor. Will, like, if we're looking at just aesthetically, Will is tall, built. Jada is, you know, she's probably shorter than <laughs> Nicole. But either way, like, I think they, they are good good people to swap out who can act Damn. and carry their own. Um, that being said, I also thought um, Boris' character, you probably could have switched him out for, like, Laz Alonzo. I think back then he would have been a good fit. But uh-huh. I'm sticking with my Will and Jada. Okay. Um, another couple that was together and they could play opposite. I just like seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney, I am torn between Regina King and Regina Hall. I feel like Regina King could definitely have played Sydney much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Sanaa has the the chops to play damn near anybody who Regina has played. Um, I would say Regina Hall just because like I like to see her and more stuff, but I would I would go with Regina King for Sydney. Um, so Will and Jada for Reese and Kelby, uh, Regina King for Sydney, and then my um oh interestingly enough, Idris Elba was on my list for Dre. Mm. Um because I was like, yeah, you know, the wire and all that. And even though I know he's British, I think back then, I don't know if people knew. Um Yeah, probably not. And but, then you know, he, he DJed at one point in time too. Yeah, no, he's still a DJ. Yeah. That's what, like he has though it is like a British hip hop, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, American of course, but it's still there. Um and he also raps a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's um I don't know how great it is. I've heard it. I've heard a song that I like from him, but either way, I feel like he has the acting chops. Um, another person who I thought to be Dre was actually Method Man. I felt like was he acting at that time? Well, The Wire, probably about The Wire, something like that. I, I don't care, because uh, I felt like much like you. Why is there no? Like this is the time you take a act uh rapper turn actor and you put them in a role. I mean, you got you got two. Everybody. You had two Latifah well, and most of them. But they weren't main characters and they did better than the main characters. Mm, I got um, you. so I think I feel like met them and I don't know I feel like he would have just done a better job. And I feel like but that the man in two thousand two was wilding though. But that's what I'm saying. He I, was wilding. The way I feel is he is going to give you an actual authentic hip hop artist, but also I hate to say it like this, y'all, don't crucify me, but a hood nigga, somebody who it makes sense that I was in love with hip hop. This some shit that I've been on my whole life mm-hmm. because with with Tay Diggs, the Dre he's given us to me was just like a nigga who came to hip-hop later in life and was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this. And studied. You know, like, really studied. Yeah, he came off real boardroom to me. Yeah. 
And that's why I think Method Man, on the other hand, would have given us a performance that felt like, I don't have to study this shit. This is all I knew for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, this is it. And I happened to, in like, give him, um, whose story was it? Was it Biggie's story or was it Diddy's story? Where they would go down to whatever records and, like, um, sweep the floors and shit. Anything to just get their music. It, whatever. Either way, I just think Method Man would have done a better job and maybe he wouldn't have been palatable to white audiences back then i don't know mm. but i just feel like this nigga went that wild that he wouldn't be able to be like no nah, that know. nigga was wilding back in 2002 bro but if he was going to act what i'm saying like if he if he was going to agree to be in a movie was he going to wild to the point where like you can't even get the movie shot because this nigga is i don't know man he was at a really high point in his career in 2002 i mean he i mean he didn't really take acting as seriously as he did until later on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even with that, I just I feel like, um, and then also I'm I'm a, I have a handicap because I'm not um a hip hop purist. Like I'm not a day one. Yeah. I'm. I was, there's songs that I hear that I remember, and there's samples that I can identify. But like, like these niggas are supposed to be into hip hop. I am not. <laughs> One, they're not either. So yeah, exactly. You can tell. <laughs> we are definitely. But um, I think that even if we, you know, even if you're against the Method Man thing, which I'm fine with, you know, you know more than I do. I still think one, Aegis would have done a good job, and two, I would rather have had an actual rapper play that role. The Kelby um, role. No, no, no. The um, Dre role. Yeah, okay. a Dre. Um, I, I, I gravitate towards Regina, I, maybe Foxy. I don't know if she would have had the acting chops to play, um, Sydney, but that would have been interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I am firm on Will and Jada playing Kelby and Reese and yeah, that's, I'm, I'm going to end it there. Mm. So I was playing with Neil Long as well. I was like, eh, she was in a lot of shit. Yeah. She was in too much. Like we needed somebody else to get it. Yeah. Okay. So I went about this in a couple ways. Okay. Let me go ahead and get the obvious out of the way first. First of all, Boris Kojo is horrible as a basketball player in this movie. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't see it. And I was like, who do you get to play basketball as a basketball player who could be handsome, who could, at this time, who could be handsome, who could oh, act. And who could really play a a, a a a very good love interest? And I was like, "There's only one nigga that could play this role in, in 2002, Rick Fox. Rick Fox oh, should have been Kel Rick Fox yeah. should have been Kelby Dawson. Uh, uh, he he yeah, always right. he always the fine nigga that know how to play basketball. Women love him. People, women <laughs> love him now. now. The game, like, they just like, ooh, Rick Fox. Let me just, he's a vampire, let me just, yeah. let me just mess with him. Women love him. He would have been perfect. He could act because yeah. he had been acting in a few movies. Was he in soap operas? I, I don't know if it was soap operas. I, I know he's been in a few. He's been in a few movies. I think before two thousand two. I just know the nigga can act, or he's been acting. Yeah, and he, it ain't all you got to do is just be like. You play for the Knicks. Okay. That's easy. And women love him. He ain't got to do much. Yeah. He ain't got to yeah, do no, much. I agree. So I was like, just get Rick Fox. He's a believable love interest. I think it would work. And I think he would be like super tall. You know what I'm saying? Like he like mm -hmm. give Dre <laughs> something to really like 
go up against yeah. if he's going to be a basketball player. Because, you know, if, if you tell ask women who would they take between Rick Fox and, and uh, Tate Diggs, they were like, oh, oh that, that Rick Fox. In that yeah, time, yeah, anyway. Yeah, even today. Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I looked at that. And then I was like, I couldn't find anybody else who would be believable as Dre but Tate, uh, Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate just works. I think Lorenz mm-hmm. Tate could have, he could have played the part. He wouldn't have been so stiff. I think he would have mm-hmm. actually came to the role on some hip-hop type stuff. I think he is from that era of of understanding how important hip-hop is, too. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, I think Lorenz Tate would have been perfect as Dre. Yeah. I would not change Sanaa Lathan as uh, Sid. So here's, 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 I went two ways with, well, let me show let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I think Lorenz Tate would have most definitely held her up as, Yeah. I think him acting off of her, he would have made it work. He would have made it work. So I got two women I went two ways with Reese or Reese or whatever her name is, Dre's wife. So we can go with the super beautiful, too fine for the room type woman. That's William. Mm-hmm. Lisa Ray. Yo, that make yeah. Lisa Ray his 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 gold digging. Uh, she can still be a lawyer, but she can still be like, well, I know he's gonna be big too. Lisa Ray is always that one woman that's just too fine for everybody in the movie. She can't act worth a damn, but neither can well, Nicole can. Irie Parker. Mm-hmm. So there you go. She all she had to do was just play the woman who is freshly out of law school, loves her man, he's so fine, and it would give Sanaa Lathan competition. Like it would really be like, oh, she's just beautiful. You know, so people at that time people was loving Lisa yeah, Ray. Just like a players club, right? So I went that route, but then I went a completely <laughs> opposite route. I was like, why don't we have a woman that looks so much like Sydney mm. that you understand that he yeah, really do love right. Sydney? Mm-hmm. Regina Hall. I went back. So when you watch, if you watch, um, we watched Disappearing Acts. Mm-hmm. If you watch, they really look like they could be sisters. I mean, they were sisters in loving basketball, so yeah. So why not just make <laughs> Regina Hall Dre's wife, and it's just like, or his girlfriend, and she's she, just like, because remember, they hadn't met each other before. Mm-hmm. So when she finally gets to New York, and it's like, I can't meet, wait to meet this this woman that you say talk so highly of, and she you're gonna marry her, and then she finally meets her, and it's just like, damn, she looked. And that's where Queen Latifah can come in and be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Somebody's obsessed. Yeah. I can see. Yeah, that's most with the same color, too. Different outfits, same see color. See what I'm saying? Make their hairstyles the same and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Even yet with Tay Diggs or with Lorenz Tay. Like, mm-hmm. either way, I like that idea. Um, but see, I think Regina would like steal the show from Sanaa. Okay. Like, well then make Regina shit. Hall see it and then make yeah, Sanaa <laughs> Reese. No, and there you go. Yeah. That's because I feel like she, even as a sidekick, in the way that most Def did what he needed to do, Regina would have also ate this movie the fuck up. Right. So mm. Woo. Yeah. That's yeah. a good casting nigga. They, Hollywood, if you Dang. listen to this podcast you got two young brothers that's trying to make it in the world now. Hey, 
Uh, we got yep. two two more categories. Do you think they stayed together after this movie? This category is where we try to guess if the couple would stay together past the ending credits. I said yes because they are both boring as hell. Say that again. These niggas is dumb as I was shit. like, they're boring. Yeah, they'll be together. Fuck it. Uh, I say yes because Sanaa was going to go ahead with a wedding with a nigga that she knew she did not want to be with. Mm, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't until even think. he, out his mouth, says, you don't want to get married, do you? And she's like, she uh, like, oh, well, I just I mean, uh, like, girl, shut the fuck up, you <laughs> dummy. So, yeah, for that reason alone, like, not even just their childhood chemistry, but because you wouldn't, because even with Dre, it was like, oh, I kissed you, that's fucked up, I'm getting married tomorrow. You want to get married to this nigga for a while. You could have mm-hmm. been like, you know, hey, let's take a With that awkward back. ass taking her towel. Was that a towel? That scene was awkward. What? Which one? Where they, where the first time, like, right thing? before right before he was he was supposed to get married the next day. And he shows up to her apartment. And oh, yeah. He, was that a... And she was like... Was and, was and she, so she took it down. And he was just like, oh. And then she was like, wait a minute. And then I was, I was like, this is it's weird. Yeah, she definitely was the villain in my eyes. Like, no matter what you say about Reese, we didn't see Reese tonguing this nigga down. You know, she had her clothes on. But, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that was weird as fuck. It's like she was playing Nia Long's character from Best Man. Like, you can't. She said, this you, you is You become wrong. what you hated. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, them dummies stayed together. They made dumbass kids too. Oh my god! Okay, final category, most important one, and probably Rain's favorite because he always he makes it make sense. Who, Rain? Who won the movie? This is the category where you pick from one. You pick one, an actor, a character from the movie, or whatever you want to win the movie. Rain, who won the movie? These are epic for you. Most F. Hmm. Yes, this nigga, local artist, <laughs> working a modest job. He's a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. He speaks very good English, which was pointed out by Tay Diz's character. Um, he's like, yeah, you speak better English than most people. So for me, what I'm thinking is, yeah, he's a scary, quote unquote, scary black man, but he can speak English. Mm-hmm. New York has a lot of tourists. I imagine that he made a decent living as a taxi driver. Right. He is at night working on his passion. You're rapping. You have a hard life. That goes into making your music better. We meet this nigga where he is performing at some type of open mic. And he has enough self-worth, self-confidence um, that he turns down this nigga's offer mm-hmm. right away. Because he's like, I see the nigga y'all fuck with. That ain't me. Mm-hmm. We're not on the same level. He's confident in his artistry. Then when Tay circles back and he's like, well, whatever about whatever, he makes this nigga work for it. Yeah, I'd be your artist, but you clean the back of my fucking taxi, nigga. Even when he is uncomfortable and not uncomfortable, when he is awkward around Francine, excuse me, he ultimately like that is his biggest drawback. Mm -hmm. And even that. It's something that, one, can be a great song later. Mm-hmm. Two, can be a great story to y'all kids later because you end up with the girl. Also, he ends up getting his career. 
He gets signed. He so not that he doesn't have to put in work, but I feel like he's the only person in this movie that had a regular fucking life mm-hmm. and knew his worth, stood by it firmly, and in the end got his ultimate goal i'll say because mm-hmm. you were working to be an artist you got signed and then this nigga though it was his job went out and made sure you were played on the radio mm-hmm. so you know the biggest thing for him was he didn't really know how to talk to francine and he didn't get to eat at that party like outside of that this nigga won, the, won movie. the movie and he was the only hip-hop artist in the fucking movie not kind of queen Latifah, but just like in the world of the movie the only hip-hop artist that made fucking sense <laughs> The only true, like, for the story to be about hip-hop and true hip-hop and when you feel in love, he was the only true, like, Ren T and how funny they were. They were not. Real rapper. Low-key, yeah. they won, too, to be quite honest. <laughs> Them niggas won. But I'm, I'm going to go with, you know, Cav. He, yeah. he won the movie. Mm. That nigga won. We are, f- I don't know if this is the first time, but we are in agreement. I went with yeah. most Def. I didn't go with the character Cavi. I went with most Def because... Mm-hmm. He outacted everybody in this movie. Yes. Easy. Like, you can tell that he showed up professional and he was like, I'm I'm about to act. And most of he acted. He actually had a fire ass um part where he was rapping. And you know, most of is a is a really good rapper. Very good rapper. Huh. Um he just did what needed to be done. He was like the unsung hero of the movie because this movie is very stiff. He brought comedy to the movie. He yep. did what he had. To, he played his role. He, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, it ain't hard to be a rapper when you're a rapper. Yeah, but... Mm, com- but everybody can't act. Think about who he who is considered as, at this time, major stars like Sanaa Lathan Tate Diggs most definitely considered major stars and he to me he outacted both of their ass I think he did a mm-hmm. he did a very good job he, he and he really kept he did a great job without selling out mm-hmm. being the type of artist that he is because I listen to most deaf music and it's it, that's most deaf <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like mm-hmm. he stayed true to who he was and still acted his ass off, and it still the everything just worked. Every scene that he was in, I I completely enjoyed it. And he just did it for me, and yeah. you know, it's it's pretty good. It, that's pretty damn good for somebody who he had been acting in a few things before he before this, but mm-hmm. just to just to think about who he's up, you know, it's not Lathan for all intents and purposes. People don't really realize this, but she's like. You know Hollywood black Hollywood royalty. Her dad is uh, uh, Stan Lathan. You know what I'm saying? Like Tate Diggs had 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 so many major movies before this movie. You know he was he was a star. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that's some heavy company to be up against and still make them look bad. So yeah, most deaf. Yeah. He he won the movie for me. Yeah, I think he. Um, I agree. I agree. And see if he. Had have played Dre, this would have been an entirely different movie. I don't um, think he lead man good now. No, but what I'm saying, no, I, I with this movie, he could have did it. Um, I feel hmm. like the oh, I'm gonna sound so old swag or the essence of most death, the way he played Cav hmm. is what I wanted to see more of in Dre's character. I didn't feel like 
and black people are not a monolith. You can be very, you know, valley girlish and still love soul music. Right. I'm not saying that. But for 2002, I, I just feel like Tay Diggs was a fucking ironing board mm. from Coles. <laughs> he should have been some Timberlands, you know, from the bodega. But right, yeah. right, right. He was very boardroom. <sighs> well. That's it, guys. I know y'all are pretty much. I'm pretty sure y'all have gone through this season of Black Love. It was like, why did these niggas decide to do Black Love movies? And the more I think about the episodes that we've done so far, yeah, the more I'm just like, we we kind of bad at the how we knock out the part with the '90s movies, but the Black Love movies, we just kind of like we don't like uh, none of this uh, shit. Cause they ain't been love movies. They've been shit that you look back on and be like, oh, that, that was a love story, right? No, nigga, this shit is terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. Dre was a shitty person. This entire movie, this was not a love movie. No, I mean they ended up kissing at the end, and he he had the note that says, "Would you put your go, wife through shit? Would you go Fuck out with me? Note. Check yes or no." She should have said no, nigga. She you couldn't. She has. She me. literally was like, "I have loved you ever since the very first time." That you picked me up Fuck at the park since since you drove up and picked me up at the park and and you took me to your job. <laughs> Man, yeah. Fuck them. This is dumb. This is so dumb. But yeah, this this was Black Love, y'all. Season of Black Love. We're winding it down, guys. Um, Rain, where can when can they get in touch with you at? Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm at the boom, boom room, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hit me up on Twitter, Rain Coleman or Carefree Blurred. Hit me up, uh, IG, mm, Carefree Black Nerd if you want to talk shit. Um, shit, check out my nerd show. That's about it, nigga. I don't, you know, or check me here, shit, bynk.net.com.juju.org. <laughs> but no, Twitter is the most immediate way to get in touch with me, honestly. Yeah. Talk shit with me. Get your stuff off. Well, guys, make sure that you're following the podcast at We Watch This Pod. Um, make sure if you're listening to us, make sure you live tweet with the hashtag WWTPod. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm always throwing some stuff out there at Cole Jackson One Two. Um, if you want to catch me on Instagram, it's at Cole Jackson underscore BYNK. Uh we got one left. We all, and then that'll be the end of the season of Black Love. And good Lord, what a season it has been. What a season it has been. Jesus. Yes, something about the name of Jesus. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You're terrible. All right, guys. We will catch you next week. Take care of yourself and take care of other people. Happy New Year. <laughs>